Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is our second message, the first being what it is to be born again. If you've prayed with me during our last message, you will be able to understand the message better this time. 1 John 1, 7 says, If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, purifies us from all sin. 1 John 1, 9 also starts with the word if. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If, meaning the promise is ours if we obey, if we walk in the light, if we confess our sins. If you had a change of heart, a work done by God, then we can praise God along with Scripture in 1 Peter 1, 3 and 4, which says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you. Can you say with confidence that God lives in you by his Spirit? The Bible confirms it to us in these scriptures. Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. Also, in Ephesians 3.20, it says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. And in John 14.15-17, which is conditional, like the ifs in the other passages, says, If you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. If you need any more evidence or encouragement from the Bible, 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. We are a work in progress, and God said the works he starts, he will finish. Philippians 1.6 says, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. This work is done through Christ. Colossians 1.21-23 says, Once you were alienated from God, and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight, without blemish and free from accusation, if you continue in your faith, established and firm, not moved from the hope held out in the gospel. This is the gospel that you heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven, and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. More ifs. Colossians starts out by saying, Once we were, meaning a change of heart had come. Because of the cross, we are free from accusation from the devil. For 1 John 3.8 says, The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. If we continue to read in 1 John 3, verses 9 and 10, it talks of the change in the born-again Christian. It says, No one who is born of God will continue to sin, because God's seed remains in him. He cannot go on sinning, because he has been born of God.
This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not a child of God, nor is anyone who does not love his brother. Love is the best proof in our lives that God has changed us and that we are on our way to heaven. 1 Corinthians 13, 2 and 3 says, If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but have not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames but have not love, I gain nothing. Notice more conditional ifs. Matthew seven twenty one through 23 talks of those who are religious but really don't know God or have changed. It says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. We can obey with God's Spirit and are now obligated to put it into practice. If not, we suffer the consequences. In Matthew seven twenty-four through 27 it says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Obedience to God's words is so very important. James 1.22 says, Do not merely listen to the word. And so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Listen to Jesus' explanation of a parable he taught in Matthew 13, verses 19 through 23. When anyone hears a message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The one who received the seed that fell on rocky places is the man who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since he has no root, he lasts only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes, because of the word, he quickly falls away. The one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. But the one who received the seed that fell on good soil is the man who hears the word and understands it. He produces a crop, yielding a hundred 60 or 30 times what was sown. Jesus again gives us the bottom line in John 13, 34 and 35. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Listen in closing of our instructions from the Bible on how to now live. Colossians 3, 5 through 14 says... Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways, in the life you once lived, 
But now you must rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its Creator. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. See how love is the bottom line once again? Just as Jesus was crucified for the whole world's sins, our sinful nature needs to be put to death. Then we put on the blood-soaked robe of the Lord Jesus Christ. Pray along with me if you want the power of God to help you and save you from yourself, the devil, hell, and everlasting punishment. Pray, Dear Lord, I thank you for all your instruction in your word. I believe it is true. Erase from my life all that hinders me from serving you and loving you and my fellow man. I believe you can do anything. Forgive me so I can forgive others. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.